Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, wow, it's already December the 8th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country through so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions that we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. we got a lot of recap to do from yesterday. But first of all, I want you to know that the vote on H.R. 8404 is today. And we know that some members who originally voted for this bill have now pledged to vote against it, ladies and gentlemen. It's critical to act now. Tell every member of the House to please, please, please stop H.R. 8404. I call it the Disrespect for Marriage Act. All right, good. I'll keep repeating that throughout the morning because an eminent vote is happening today, they say. And uh, we better get a handle on this, folks. You're going to have, you know, little bride, little girl bride marriages going on, underage brides. You're going to have perverted marriage. and It's just going to be disaster. Religious liberty on the chopping block with this one for sure. Now, Ron DeSantis plans to hold vaccine makers accountable for their false claims. I hope he sure does that. But you know what? It's going to be rough because there's federal laws that protect vaccination companies. They've been on the books since the 80s. Remember the Vaccine Injury Compensation Fund? To make my point, remember the special courts that you go to? When you got a vaccine injury, you don't go to a normal court, a jury of your peers that you've been harmed. You don't have a normal redress of grievance. Your First Amendment violated in a, in a quote, special court where no one gets the details. It's just a shame. Anyway, uh, there you go. Uh, I hope Ron is successful there. But I also say, Ron, why don't you use the VARS database then and go after those who are injuring as well? There's a lot of people injured in the VARS database there, Ron, and I think you got to go after those. Now, remember, Ron was for lockdowns, and then three weeks later, he said no lockdowns. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm not here to attack Ron. I'm just saying that, you know what, these politicians, they're not grounded in constitutional principles. Constitutional principles are you don't have the authority to lock everybody down. Remember, uh, Ron DeSantis, you're, in the leg- you're not in the legislative branch, sir. You're in the executive branch. Therefore, you don't make laws. You don't just mandate things and they happen, sir. That ain't the way it works. So I'm glad you came to your senses on that one. And I hope you go after those that are harming people for sure. Uh, we need a lot of work done there. Our prayers are with Ron DeSantis. Let's say it that way. Donald Trump organization convicted of fraud. They say a tax, a tax dodge scheme. I think it's completely bogus. I'm defending President Donald, former President Donald Trump on this one. Uh, you know what? Uh, he uh, should not be uh, under the gun of an IRS. He should not have that criminal agency at, at his throat all the time. He should have abolished the IRS when he was president, but he didn't do it. Uh, he uh, has been attacked by them forever. 
Uh, Congress was criminal in putting the IRS in place in the first place. We need to get rid of it. It's become a um, uh, literally an attack dog, a rogue agency uh, used by the left to attack people on the right. Remember the Lois Lerner days, if you don't believe me. Uh, Lois Lerner gets off. Donald Trump's in trouble. What the heck's going on around here, folks? But again, until the American people stand up in mass and say, look, we're not doing this anymore. We're just going to be saddled with the abusive IRS hiring more and more and more agents, right? I wish the uh, Republicans would have the guts to defund it all when they take power in the House, but they won't. They won't do anything at all. Walmart stores and other retailers facing a huge surge in shoplifting, which means higher prices and or Walmart's even threatening closing stores over it. It's so bad. Stealing is so rampant that Walmart has to look at closing stores. Other retailers are facing tough decisions as well. Chicago's seeing a mass exodus of corporations. They're just leaving the place. Yeah, Gavin Newsom says that Los Angeles looks like a third world country because of the theft rings by organized gangs, folks. You want that in America? That's what you've got. In fact, one gas station owner in Philadelphia says, we're tired of this nonsense. Yeah, violent crime plaguing our area has got to stop. So he literally hired trained armed guards. Wow, there you have it. And while that's going on, Donald says he doesn't have time to go to the border. Too busy. He's already seen pictures of it. Joe Biden's, quote, top focus is the economy. Anybody who thinks it shouldn't be, they say should say it out loud, says the White House. But you know what? I'm saying it out loud. The economy is not the top issue, ladies and gentlemen. Turning to God Almighty is. I'll challenge anybody anytime, anywhere about that. Okay? Joe says his top priority is to invest in the American economy. Hey, Joe, where do you get money to invest? Is that because you have the IRS and you steal more and more money from us? Okay, you don't have any authority. It's not yours to give, Joe. Okay? You want to outcompete China and bring jobs back from overseas? How are you going to get that done when they work for a bowl of rice and we have a standard of living way different than most of the Chinese? I'm not attacking the Chinese people. I wish their standard of living would increase as well. But we don't need to depend on the communist nation of China. What we need to do is go back to honest money, Joe. And you can't hold the upper hand in a discussion on the economy while you're backing dishonest fiat money, sir. You'll never get that done. Elon Musk releases internal Twitter files that shows censorship was directed by the Democratic National Committee, folks. Think about that for a minute. Meta's oversight board criticized the social media giant for unfairly favoring certain elite users of Facebook and Instagram, granting them amnesty from certain rules and regulations and such. The board found that in practice, this group called Crosscheck, which is this oversight board, literally protected these accounts, allowing their content to remain up on the sites, even when it was in clear violation of the site's rules. And they also helped the favorite accounts receive certain punishments if they got uh, even involved in infractions, all the while repeatedly failing to educate the public about what was going on and the board also. So there you have it. You just got criminal activity going on by these guys everywhere. Now, we do have evidence of election fraud. I want to see if the liberals can tell me there's no evidence on this one. The Chinese state news media used TikTok accounts to launch a, quote, propaganda campaign against Republican candidates 
running in the 2022 midterm elections. That's according to a report released by Forbes. All right, now, is Forbes wrong, liberals? Are you going to attack Forbes for false reporting, or are they correct? Did the Chinese state media use TikTok to attack and unfairly report on propaganda campaigns against Republicans? If so, the communist Chinese did tamper with our elections, and when we say there's election fraud going on, that's fraud. It, it manipulates the outcome of elections. Now, we told you Eugene Yu was involved, too. Do you believe it now? See, this is what the interesting thing is. Um, it doesn't matter what words you use. They just want to deny, deny, deny. But there you have it. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Second hour, we talked about the Supreme Court. Here's free speech case involving Christian web designer. You know what? They want to refuse to design websites for gay weddings. Why are we back at the Supreme Court with this? Haven't we already ruled that people have the right to do what they want with their own conscience and their own labor and their own efforts? Virginia restaurant refuses service to Christian group over their beliefs. I don't like that. You know, they say for businesses and restaurants, federal and state laws don't allow discrimination. See, I disagree with that, though. You say, Sam, you don't, why would you be able to, you're not in any minorities. How dare you, white man, say that? Hey, I'm a blind person. And there's only about 32 million blind people in America. That's 10, about 13% of the nation. And uh, totally blind people, there's way less than that. So I'm a n- minority there. I'm also mon- I'm a minority, I'm a minority because I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, there's only you know, five or six million of us in, the, in, in America. And we've been relentlessly attacked more so than the blacks. If you go study history. Uh, but you know what? Uh, if somebody doesn't want me to be in their restaurant, I'd rather go to a place that wants me. Right? All right. Anyway, I, I bring that up because we, we need to quit having this idea that somehow you can force me to do things against my will and conscience. The violation of your right of conscience is one of the biggest violations we can ever have. That and the violation of your body forcing the jab. Pro-life flight attendant gets huge win in court. George orders her to be rehired, and I'm glad she won. But you know what? Who wants to work for an airline and a group of people that hate you and hate your pro-life stance? Go work for another airline that, that believes in you more. Getting hired isn't such a win, I don't think. Human rights organization, the group is called Safeguard Defenders, reveals 48 more secret Chinese police stations worldwide, including in L.A. and New York City. The new 48 locations are added to the original report from September 2022, uh, where there was 54 of these stations. So now it's 102. They're all over the world. But now there's four documented in the United States. Yeah, one in L.A., a couple in New York or whatever. One of them, we don't know where it is yet. We're working on that. At least two locations have been located in Canada, though. Disney will close Splash Mountain permanently because the company said it promotes racial stereotypes. (laughs) Wow. Shame on them. An act of love, vasectomies are up now that Roe versus Wade overturned. Shame on them. Quick pause, Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. 
America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, Kelly Finnegan with me. Welcome, Brian Rust, RustCreditGift.com with me. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad Good to be morning, with you. Sir. All right. Uh, there's a Deseret News poll out. I want to get you guys' take. They say, hey, you know what? Hey, uh, <laughs> Spencer Cox is doing awesome. The latest poll shows 63% support. Uh, they approve of Spencer Cox. They think he's doing awesome. I don't. I think he's... Uh, part of the deep state, really. I don't think he's doing great for the state of Utah at all when it comes to constitutional principles. Uh, your thoughts, Brian, then we'll go to Kelly. Yeah, I'm not a, a, uh, totally in line with a lot of his uh, voting or, or policies. You know, I you know I remember the one of the things he was all about is allowing uh, women or men to compete in women's sports. Didn't really want to hit that issue very hard. There was others. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not on online with all the things that he's tried to accomplish. Kelly. Yeah, he's pretty weak. When he had to come out and tell me what his pronouns are right there, I knew that this was a weak, 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 weak man. And uh, we haven't had a good governor in Utah for a long time. It's just Amen whoever's next in line. He's just the next hey, did you line. hear my pronouns, Kelly? <laughs> well, mine is, mine, mine is, and my doctor knows this, is Prince, uh, Your Highness. That's my, those are my pronouns. Uh, Your uh, Highness. Uh, uh, uh. My pronouns, the first one is bad A. <laughs> the second one is, is Christian follower of Christ, disciple. Nice. The next one is constitutionalist. The next one is God-fearing American. 
The next one is white man and, and proud of it. Not that you shouldn't be proud if you're a black man or whatever else, but I'm just proud of the way God made me is all. See? Right. Uh, alpha male. That would be another one of my... Uh, what do you think, Brian? Just put alpha male on there? <laughs> I like it. There you go. <laughs> now, see, when I add all my pronouns, are they going to be delighted to tell everybody my pronouns? <laughs> yeah. Truth teller would be another one of my pronouns, Brian. No, I think you're hitting a number of great ones. Those are awesome. Anyway, I just find it interesting. They're all about the pronouns, but if I start laying down mine, they're pretty sure they're like, hey, let's move on. I'm like, wait a minute. I got more pronouns. Father. Oh, yeah. Father of eight delightful children. Another one of my pronouns would be husband. Another one would be man of the house. (laughs) See, I can just keep going with pronouns, ladies and gentlemen. What about that? My wife uses honey and sweetie, so maybe I'll use those. Yeah, you, you just have everybody start calling you honey. We'll, we'll just start calling Kelly honey because it's one of his pronouns. Well, right. that's Brian because Brian's got the honey. Oh, that's Kurt. <laughs> that's Kurt. He's the liquid gold guy, Kurt. <laughs> anyway, I just bring it up because I just think it's so funny. Let me tell you some of my other ones. Climate change realist. Yeah. Can I be one of those, a climate change realist? See, my pronouns would take – I just might have to write a book about all my pronouns, Brian. I, I was just going to say, you, you need to write a book because you're, you're doing great. It could be a bestseller. Well, the left. My, other one, one. my other one is say birth certificate forgery believer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> COVID lies <laughs> exposer. Wouldn't I be one of them? truther i want the truth on 9-11 in fact just truther in general see i just go on and on and on about my pronouns ladies and gentlemen but pretty soon they don't want to talk about pronouns anymore you know all right the vote on hr 4404 the disrespect for marriage act is probably today call all your members of the house and tell them vote no on the disrespect for marriage act hr 80 uh 8404. Any comments on that, Brian? No, I agree. I think we need to be get our vo- uh, voice out there, and the more we send our, our voice out to our representatives there and, and uh, Congress, you know, we can maybe, you know, know that this is the way we feel about it. <clears throat> Kelly, you want to make any comments on that one? Yeah, by calling it 8404, that means there was 8,403 bills before this. That's way too many. <laughs> Amen to that. Good for Kelly. Spot on. Yeah, we got to really vote no on this, though, folks. This is your opportunity. From what I understand from Liberty Council and our buddy Matthew Staver over there, who has, you know, ties right into Washington, D.C. with updates on what's really happening. He says there's a lot of people that voted for it that are now pledging to vote against it. Stand up now. Push. If they delay the vote, that's great. If they decide they're going to push the vote, let's shut it down immediately, uh, Brian. Yeah, I agree. I agree with Kelly. If there's all these, you know, how many uh, bills ahead of this 8404, but why don't, why don't they enact the fact of let's, why don't we cut our bills in half and actually, you know, do some good in this country and instead of just, I think cluttering, it's, it's like, a, you know, the social media and all that, they clutter our lives with so much stuff that we can't focus on things that matter most. And I think that we need to get back to quit 
creating so much havoc and getting to the solid things that matter. Roger that, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, well, what was Bill sixty three eleven or forty one ninety six? You know, you never hear about that stuff. Get it out there. Let us know what they're what they're dealing with. Probably some stupid thing about making something the official emblem of whatever. You know. Yeah. I'm glad I have an official. I'm glad I have an official bill that says God said males are males and females are females, and He created them both. I think we just have a bill that just doubles down on that scientific and God uh, articulated reality. What do you think of that? That doesn't mean, Amen. That's common sense. It'll be called That's "Dudes right. Are Dudes and Chicks Are Chicks" bill. Yeah. Right. X Y. <laughs> yeah, the X Y bill. <laughs> or the skinny or the bill or something like that. Uh oh, it's getting crazy fast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, hey, what's gold doing, Brian? Uh, gold on the paper market is seventeen ninety four. It's down a little bit from when we talked last, right? Yeah, about nine dollars. All right, seventeen ninety four even silver. Uh, twenty three twenty nine. Is that up a little bit? That's about sixty cents up. Yeah. So gold goes down, silver goes up. Yeah, yeah. And then you got I Kurt. Thought... Kurt's losing a little. It's thirteen six on the old ro- rhodium there. Ooh, down Kurt's down. Yeah. He probably doesn't yeah. need his security system anymore. It's so low. Yeah. <laughs> He's got cases <laughs> of that liquid gold around there. If you broke in, you'd be covered in, in you know, honey. It could, could stop you moving very fast. Yeah, then his wife would really call him honey, huh? <laughs> yeah, All right, um, right. The interesting thing about gold being up and silver being down, uh, Kelly, is that Congress is supposed to kind of regulate that. And if those two are kind of locked together for proper um, you know, money – Real money, uh, constitutional currency is another way to say it. Uh, we wouldn't be having that that change like that. Up in gold or up in silver, down in gold. Well, well, once again, it's the perception. People who are kind of in the know are buying silver, and and governments right now they're they're waiting to see what happens tomorrow when the PPI comes out. So it's you know tomorrow, put your finger, wet finger up into the wind, and see which way the economy is going before. Everybody starts deciding which way to go, but they're both they're both doing their job. All right. Any other uh, comments on money there, Brian? Yeah, I think Kelly, you know, kind of hit it. It's you know, it's like ground. Like they they pull that out and see, okay, what's the what's the the weather? How's it is it going to change the weather? Maybe they should hold up something, and and the fact of oh, should we buy gold or you know the the fox or the the mouse or something, bring it out and hold there's, it up. There's, and something else. <laughs> there's something else going Kelly? on, too. It, it, people are taking profits right now. Gold went up so much, so fast. Really, it's kind of about 50 or $60. So they're just taking their profits. So it drops. So that, that's why those things go up and down like that. Yeah, so if you sell your silver, you can get, you know, at the $23 range, and you can go ahead and buy it back at the $40 range. It'll be awesome, Brian. Well, a little bit on that factor, too, is you, you know, I always I always get a kick out of the fact if you read a chart or something, that all the dollars showed some strength. Well, that's ludicrous because the, I don't know when the dollars showed strength. If you're trillions of dollars in debt, 
where's the strength in it? Now, they might not focus on, well, it's trillions of dollars in debt. Let's focus on today because yesterday the dollar was here, and today it went up a little bit. Instead of looking at the whole picture, which we should because the debt is huge, you know, that's a factor. So don't, don't tell me the dollar shows any strength. That's a well, I think our educational campaign about honest money is working. Details in seconds, and I'll get Brian and Kelly to chime in on this. There's a very interesting, interesting report from the mainstream press that I find fascinating. We'll talk about it in seconds on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. U.S. officials are announcing Brittany Griner is no longer in Russia. The WNBA basketball player was released Thursday in a one-for-one prisoner swap for international arms dealer Victor Bout, a.k.a. the Merchant of Death. The one-for-one exchange took place Thursday in the United Arab Emirates. Ukraine's President Zelensky is being recognized for his courageous wartime leadership. On Wednesday, Time magazine named him the 2022 Person of the Year, along with the Spirit of Ukraine. The publication is recognizing the nation's refusal to back down in the face of Russia's invasion. President Zelensky on Politico Wednesday. I thank you for this award to the Ukrainian people. And I mean it. It is destiny to all Ukrainians. Because leaders can be truly influential only when they represent not only themselves, but the common will, common dream, common goal of their people. Boeing has closed a pretty big chapter in its aircraft building history. They announced Wednesday that they built their very last 747 in its Everett, Washington facility. Production of the 747 jetliner started in 1967. The 747 can carry over 500 passengers in its biggest configuration. Boeing ended up building 1,574 units of the passenger jet. The mostly partisan January 6th committee plans to release its final report on December 21st. The eight-chapter report is a culmination of a year and a half of work by the panel. This all took place without Republican choice for representation, and only Nancy Pelosi-approved lawmakers were allowed. Thanks for listening. It is well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? A recent stash of 1904 Morgan silver dollar coins has been found. These gorgeous 1904 O silver dollar coins are as bright and shiny as the day they were struck. This is a key date for silver dollar collectors, and only a limited quantity are available. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone interested in silver coins. Just call government at 1 800 222 1975, and you are guaranteed a mint condition 1904 O Morgan silver dollar featuring the iconic O mint mark of the New Orleans mint. The final year of production but with limited quantity you must call now these 1904 o silver coins are still in uncirculated condition that is 117 years of history you can hold in your hand to learn more call 1-800-222-1975 call now and you'll receive a free american coin collector's bonus package a 25 dollars value free with every order call 1-800-222-1975 now to secure your 1904 o morgan silver dollars before they sell out that's 1-800-222-1975 
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, Kelly Finnegan on your radio with yours truly. The vote on HR 8404 is today. Vote no, ladies and gentlemen. And this thing is psychotic. Uh, and the idea that the general government should have authority over marriage in the first place is fascinating. They just told you they don't have authority over abortion after lying for 40 years, claiming they did. And now they're trying to take over marriage, folks. Remember, the government got in marriage to say that black people and white people can't get married. They started out racist in marriage in the beginning, and now they're adding insult to injury. Get the government out of marriage, folks, especially at the federal level. We had the Honest Money Report. Gold's down a little bit. Silver's up a bit. But, ladies and gentlemen, just 8%, just 8% of Americans have a positive view of cryptocurrency now, according to a CSNBC survey. Or CNBC survey. <laughs> Let's start with Kelly on this one. Uh, what do you say to that? America's waking up, Kelly. Well, and most most of these cryptocurrencies are in in Asia. They're in South Korea, Japan, China, and that you know where they really have no other alternative. So that people here don't don't really do it and and don't understand it. And that's kind of shown you that if they don't understand, they don't want to be involved with it. So that's a, that's a really good thing. I find the fascinating just 8% according to a mainstream press poll, Brian. It's a CNBC survey poll, and they say just 8% have a positive view of cryptocurrencies. After some of the latest scandals and the boom and the busts and the everything else, um, it's no wonder, Brian. Yeah, no wonder because we can't understand it. I'm still trying to grab grasp a little bit of it, but I can't see it. I can't touch it, I, but it's here. I, I, it's right in front of me, and I just can't quite get my hand on it so yeah perhaps i don't understand it either well <laughs> you know it's kind of like the robin hood deal buy and sell bitcoin you know yeah people are saying why is bitcoin down today what's going on what's leading to a crypto crash and you know my response to this guys i'm going to explain digital Here. currency to you yeah entries on a spreadsheet That's it. Well, I tell people it's the Holy Ghost of currency. <laughs> you can't touch it. You can't hold it. But the difference is when you pull the plug and there's no power, cryptos don't work. And I'll bet that 8% is everybody that's from age 18 to 30. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I'm saying, folks, is it's nothing but entries on a spreadsheet. And what people will do is they'll call me and they'll say, Sam, you really don't understand digital, do you? And, and I just want to laugh. I'm an IT guy for a living. I understand digital very well. I realize it's not as simple as entries on a spreadsheet. But here's what I'm telling you. If I can get on my computer and I can go through complicated algorithms, whatever you want to call it, bit mining or coin mining or whatever, and I go through these mathematical you know, solvings and equations, and, and then I eventually generate this, What's the difference between someone going through all those things or me just typing in, Sam has 5 billion Bitcoin? Uh, is there really a difference in reality, Kelly? Uh, some, some of them are that way. Yeah, I mean, that thing now with FTX just shows you that they were mixing everybody's funds and, and 
and somebody else takes your stuff away from you, you know, because obviously they knew more about it than you did or, or they uh, didn't follow the contract. But, you know, a fool and his money are soon parted. Yeah, but don't they say that the blockchain, it's all transparent? So if that's the case, you know, right now the government's like, hey, we better look into this guy. He might have committed, like, fraud and stuff. And I'm just saying, all you got to do is go look at the bit chain, right, Ryan? I mean, it's all transparent. It's all out in the open. Sam, what are you talking about, right? When everything's just clear well, as a bell. Well, I thought it wasn't transparent. I thought you really couldn't see it. It's there. But I, I guess, you know, I, I guess on a spreadsheet you can write that down and you can see the spreadsheet. Yeah. But uh, See? But how and their that, cryptocurrency blockchain is just the same. Well, except I was always told. They claim it tracks everything, right? Sorry, I was always told that you couldn't, you know, it's on this blockchain. And realistically, they told me, look, you can't, you're not going to understand because you really can't see, you don't understand the technology. So we'll, we'll help you here. But you, yeah, you'll never really know. And if you lose this little wallet thing that we're going to put it in for you, which is not a wallet yeah. carry in your pocket. See, if you yeah, somehow anyway, lose your I, spreadsheet, I, buddy, <laughs> you're yeah, out of luck, like, dude. Yeah. Well, they're well, they're I'm able fine. to track when they when they get hacked. They can track who stole it and where it is. It's just a matter of trying to get it back. Is the hard part. But it's such a great scam. The government wants to do it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the government hates competition. So after they back into the digital currency plan, they'll eventually start to eliminate all competition, won't they, uh, Kelly? Yep, that's what they do. I mean, <laughs> if they they have a game, they're like, "Wow, we want to be in on that," and nobody can compete against us. So, All right. yep, they. Joe wasn't wants you to believe. Of... Oh, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, I thought wasn't there a lot of people that made a lot of money right off the bat, and then they were buying homes and all this stuff. But then I thought the government kind of jumped in and said, "Well, hey, you're." You made a lot of gain on that. You're going to need to pay us some money. You're, there's some taxes due. So I, I think they were able to regulate that. Yeah, and the regulation will just continue, continue, continue. I personally believe they let cryptocurrency flourish in an effort to gain acceptance for it, and then they were going to back in and have the government control it. The problem is the acceptance isn't is at the level they wanted. Just 8% have confidence in it, and most are just saying it's bogus and don't have a lot of trust or confidence or you know, a positive view of whatever that means kind of thing. 8% only. I mean, that's the lowest. It's about where Congress sits in terms of likability. It's where the media sits in terms of likability, uh, Brian. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, the, the government wants to control. We know that. And they're, they're playing that game. I mean, they're, they're spending our money like it doesn't, well, as fast as we can print it. And then yeah, they're putting drunken sailors to shame, aren't they? <laughs> that's right. And the interest is pretty pretty massive that we're we're paying on that uh printing as well yeah so but don't worry we can push that to our children too huh kelly <laughs> oh we're, we're past children we're into the grandchildren now yeah we're, <laughs> we're the great grandchildren and beyond <laughs> yeah all right uh, joe right. biden says the economy is his biggest issue what he wants to do is he wants to invest in america and take jobs back from china Sure he does. Do governments invest in economies, Brian? Where do they get their money to invest, may I ask? <laughs> well, I find that comment very interesting. I thought we had things in pretty good check here for a while, uh, and then he jumped in and took jobs away from Americans and gave it to uh, foreign countries. So that's that's it. And plus, he's also saying the fact of 
We want to come together. We want to reunite our, our country. I haven't seen that. So I, I'm trying to, is he talking out of both sides of his face or, you know, oxymoron, this means this, or I don't know. <laughs> hey, Kelly, do you want to invest and unite? Invest in what? And unite. You can unite with Joe and invest in his, uh, you know, bring back jobs plan. Hey, only a hundred's involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy has a track record. He has the well, best track he, record around. He, he'll, he'll send you a letter. He'll, he'll get you on board. Yeah, who makes more money, the, uh, Hunter or the Clintons in their scandals? Oh, the Clintons by far. The yeah. Clintons blow Hunter away? Okay. Well, they, yeah, they're not going to let Hunter be the supreme guy. <laughs> Is Hunter no going to even get in trouble or Joe going to get in trouble over any of this? Well, I doubt Hunter's it. the smartest guy that Joe knows. Good point. <laughs> He's said it several times. <laughs> All right. The economists are now saying... Housing recession has already arrived. So if you're working on the economy, Joe, you're a day late and a dollar short. Uh, housing recession has already arrived. 270,000 people who bought a home in 2022 are already underwater on their mortgage, Brian. Yeah. It's just like this credit card debt that we're, you know, and school debt and all the other debts that our country's. Our, our children and and so many people are facing because they just can't they can't make it they don't yeah so <clears throat> there's one more push let's let's have them all rely on the government let's let's build this bubble so it bursts and everybody has to come calling to us I think that's the bottom line what should you do when you're up down, upside down on your mortgage Kelly well in California they actually passed a law that you can walk away from your house without without it hurting your credit. So in California, you just walk away from it. If you can if you can get away, you know, if somebody's not going to shoot you or, or clean it out. But uh, I, I keep telling younger people, just wait a little while. You know, you're going to be able to get a house a lot cheaper. And they're like, I got to get in now before they keep going up. You know? Now look. <laughs> yeah, you got to just chill out a little bit. Well, if you walk away from your house in California, you can go to Texas or Florida. They're taking new people, man. It's cheap over there, too, comparatively speaking. All right, hang tight. Go ahead, Brian. No, you're good. All right, hang on. We're talking about these guys laying people off in seconds. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit ToPreserveTheNation.com to begin that restoration. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. All right, on the break, we were talking about employees, and I guess i got to add employer to my uh, pronouns there. I'm an employer. Speaking of employers, <laughs> it's getting kind of rough. There's a guy over at the Gateway Pundit. His name is Joe Hoft. does a great job over there. He wrote this headline. Liberal media outlets are laying off staff, and they're shutting down their operations. How do you like Biden's economy now? He says to the liberals. <laughs> How what do you think, Brian? How do you like Brian Biden's economy now? Are you folks getting laid off of the mainstream liberal media? <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just not fair. <laughs> I laugh because it's a funny headline. I don't laugh because they've lost their jobs. Even the liberals, I want to be able to feed their family, Kelly. Oh yeah, it's just ironic. That's the thing you have to. I mean, CNN has laid off people or put them on the morning show, and uh, it's, uh, it's yeah, it, 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 it hits both sides. That's the thing. It rains, it rains on the good and the evil. It well, also – go ahead, Brian. Sorry, Sam. I find it interesting that, uh, you know, Satan's plan was, hey, I've got your back. He never had your back, and, that, and it's kind of this same scenario. They don't have your back. I mean, they – you know, it sounds great for a while, and then they throw you under the bus. Who's up next? Let's take the next dummy. What I find uh, ironic and fascinating about this, though, is they all were saying that, hey, just wait till Joe gets in office. Trump is going to ruin the economy. And then, hey, the economy is pretty good under Trump, comparatively speaking, knowing that, hey, how good can it get with fake money in the first place? But And then when Joe came, they were all ecstatic, and now what do they say? That's the reason for the irony is that they believe that it's left and right based, right, Brian? That's what you're talking about. And I'm saying to both sides of the aisle, you know what, Joe, you know what, Donald, none of you guys can fix the economy unless you address the honest money issue. Kelly? Right. Yeah, I mean, I I tell people that all the time. You know, the the problem isn't with the, the minimum wage or whatever. It's what the government did to the money. Yeah, speaking of the minimum wage, they, they keep saying it needs to go up. And now, folks, it doesn't matter universally how much money somebody makes. They just don't feel like they make enough. And I know that's always been kind of the the view of some of the short-sighted or the view of, uh, you know, people who want their cake and they want to eat it too or the view of, you know, those who don't make as much money. But now it's universally stated that, you know what, I just can't keep up. It's not a matter of that my employee's a bad guy. It's just that it's not enough money for me to live on. And so we've turned this – unique complaint to the 
selfish kind of an idea or to those who, um, you know, are self-absorbed or on the take for money to now it's everybody. They're not saying it for those selfish reasons anymore. They're saying it as a reality check on the inflationary um, disaster that's, uh, that we're experiencing now. Brian? Well, okay. Sorry, I'll let Brian go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, Kelly. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, the minimum wage in Sweden and Denmark is nothing. There is no minimum wage. And that way, younger people get a chance to learn new things, get in the workforce, like you have these young kids helping out producing the show. They get an opportunity. Some of these jobs, you know, flipping hamburgers at McDonald's was never meant to be something you get a living wage for. It was supposed to be an opportunity for you to learn the business and move up. And so that way in, in Denmark and, and Sweden, kids get a chance to actually learn skills rather than, oh, I can only hire two people instead of four maybe, you know, that could learn. So, yeah, it, it, people don't, don't understand how it works. Brian? No, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting how, how all these things – it, it comes back to the fact of oh, the government, you know, rely on us. We'll take care of you. You don't really need a job in a sense because we can, you know, we'll have some money coming your way and so on. But, I, uh, you know, peace of mind, as I've always said, is, is have – that's why I, 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 you know, when people come in, it's, it's about explaining the fact of, okay, I'm not saying you're going to get rich on this, but it protects your paper. So – it's a peace of mind that you have a little bit of silver or gold available that that you don't have to run to the bank or the government's. You've lost your job. It's, it's now you have something you can fall back on and you and you can survive the the ups and downs in life and and what happens. But uh, and especially in the economy and the world we live in today. So it's you know. And that and kind of a fun reason, thing for you. Go ahead, Kelly. I was just saying the other reason that gold's gone down is. People have, have leveraged themselves on these stocks, and when they go down, they got to meet margin calls. And so you sell right. something that's very liquid, and gold is the most liquid thing out there. So they know they can sell it and take care of that. And so that's another reason. Good, good point. In fact, you know, you've heard people say, I'm just looking for the silver bullet. And other people are saying there's no such thing as a silver bullet, right? You, yeah. you guys heard that before? I've- all right, I, I went to yeah. a trade show, and I want to defy all your your logic, you know. They are now making bullets that are silver. I've sold them. <laughs> yeah. And so when people tell you there's no silver bullet, there is too. Yeah. I got one. You yeah, know what? One of our producers literally bought me one and gave it to me and said, Sam, I want you to know there really is a silver bullet. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you think of that? And it's not Bud Light or whatever it is, Coors Light, Silver Bullet, whatever that is. Uh, it's it's not right. beer. It's it's actually silver, and it's in the shape of a bullet. Uh, you have those, yep. Brian? I've had them. I, I've I've sold them. I, I've got a ten ounce bar right now. That's a uh, I think a fifty caliber uh, bullet. It's a ten wow. ounce bar. So yeah, ten ounces. Yeah, if you guys want a big old fifty cal. But I'm just telling you right now. People tell you there's no such thing as a silver bullet. They're lying. Because <laughs> there right. is. I've seen them. I got one. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So I thought you guys would like that. You know. The TV, um, the TV show, you know, the Lone Ranger, he had, you know, so when they say silver bullet, he ha- he probably had them. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, I want to get your take on this story. It's not super economy related, but I think it makes sense to bring up to you guys. Epidemiologist Andrew Huff, he worked for a New York-based nonprofit that studied viruses, said that COVID 
was leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China. That's according to the New York Post reporting that. And then it goes on and says he's put out an explosive new book. He's a whistleblower, Dr. Andrew Huff. He's formerly the vice president of, quote, EcoHealth Alliance. And he claims that not only was COVID a, quote, man-made virus that escaped or was leaked from the lab, but he says, listen, it was intentionally created as a result of funding from the United States. Uh, and uh, so that's the latest, a whistleblower speaking out who would know. Uh, the only thing he kind of says that I disagree with is that he thinks it was leaked from a lab by mistake. I think it was intentionally released. Uh, but other than that, we've now got you know, literally whistleblowers documenting what we've been saying from the start, Brian. I agree. And I've heard this, you know, I've, years ago, what, a year ago or two years ago, I heard that the fact of, you know, let's let's really dig in and look at this. But no, 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 you can't really say that, or you can't hear that, and and that's that's the issue. I mean, is is this the next? You know, we talk about uh, chemical warfare and all these other things. That is that the next war that we're going to see? Is things that they're doing now to test all these? Yeah, things that they're doing. I don't know. Uh, Kelly might have a better idea as a chemist to figure. You know, but yeah, is that's where the world we are, the world we live in, Kelly. <laughs> Well, they were actually working on a vaccine before this even came out. And and I'd heard there's people that have documentation. This was supposed to come out in 2025. And and I think what happened is through lack, lack standards, you know, lack standards in, in China that somebody accidentally got infected, didn't know they had it, and went out from the lab and got everybody else sick. So um, kind of like the typhoid Mary thing. So I think this was planned. Yeah, it came out of there, but I think it got out a little too early for them. And okay, so, so you're saying have, both are true. It was planned, and they were going to intentionally release it, but it kind of released right. early. And maybe it would have been worse in 2025 if they released it intentionally. Well, they they might have, have honed it or refined ready. it, right? They would have had that vaccine ready, you know, so they would have been, you know, we'll take care of the it. Heroes. We're the government. We're here to help you. But, uh, yeah, it, it got out a little bit early. And, and usually when – Viruses come out, they mutate, and the mutations are more contagious, but they're not as deadly. And we're seeing that with all these other variants that are going on. They're not quite as bad, but it's much more easily uh, transmitted between people. So it might even be the reality that uh, it being accidentally released um, was a blessing of God's way of kind of saving us from the evil intentions where they were going to harden it, get the vaccine in place, and et, et cetera. This might be a way to um, protect us in a way. So uh, my oh, question definitely. is, is <clears throat> my question is, is where's the accountability? I mean, we come up, they come up with, with okay, we, we have evidence or we have this, but it seems like we live in a country today because of our uh, elitists that's, that there's just no accountability. You know, okay, you've caught us, da-da-da, let's, Push that under the rug. Next agenda. Next agenda. Next year, but they don't. There's no accountability. Yeah, let me just tell you. Back. Let me just tell you what we've done. We put things in place so this won't happen again, Brian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, the point is well taken. Now. And the other thing that's interesting to me about this too is, you know, when we talk about accountability, um, there's a lot of ventilators out there. Where did they all go? Remember how Donald cranked up the ventilator yeah. production? Where is all those kill devices? Those ventilators. What did they do with them? They should have gave people um, oxygen and ivermectin is what they should have done, Kelly. 
Well, yeah, they prevented doctors from prescribing ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. My wife's on hydroxychloroquine, and before she could get it from her doctor, now she has to go to a rheumatologist and get it. It's much harder to get, but that kept her from, and that, that's the thing, you know, you give them steroids and uh, something to, you know, get some zinc and vitamin C and D in there, and you're, you'll be okay, you know. And, yes, it's going to kill some people, but the flu does every year, you know. And it's just they don't want people to use anything other than what they've spent billions of dollars to do. So, yeah, things are being revealed. See, I just I think there should be some accountability based on this. I, you know, all these people that had to, they couldn't go see their loved ones. They were locked in there. This was created, but they can't go in. They die. I mean, the stress on the families and it's oh, it's okay, you'll be all right. So, but they created this monster, and now there's no accountability. There's no you know, we can't, yeah, we, instead of coming out and say, yeah, we, we own it and uh, we're sorry and maybe some restitution for some of these families and so on. But it's, you know, I, and, and this is, sorry, I'm going to digress here a little bit, but I, I feel like it was a weeding out period. You know, you have all these people that fought in this country and, and, and were soldiers and went and, and, and lived the, the, you know, built this country based on their, their struggles. And we just wiped, here's a COVID, and we're wiping all you out so you have no voice. And it just seems that's like, the, okay, well, that's what it was, it seemed like to me. <clears throat> I completely agree, and I think that the American people are starting to realize uh, the points you're making, and, and they're starting to holler for it. Right now, they don't have enough mojo to get it because of the tyrannical deep state. But you know what? We're getting closer as America wakes up, though. When you tell me that only 8% believe digital currency is, like, great, Man, they've been trying to propagandize and promote digital currency for a long, long time. And they're not really making a whole lot of ground, really, in the end of the day. And a lot of people have lost money, and that's a pretty good deterrent when you lose all your cash. You're a little more cautious next time. Kelly Finnegan, thank you, sir. Yes, thank you very much, ma'am. Brian Russ, God bless you for all you do. Where do I? How much is a Silver Eagle Silver Dollar right now? Uh, they're, they're about that $38 range. All right, yep, they're creeping still. up and not going down. That's for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Get a hold of them while you, while you can, is what I would say. RushCoinandGift.com. Thank you, gentlemen. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. LovingLiberty.net. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. <laughs> Excuse me. No doubt continues now. Wow. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Hour one. With Brian Rust and Kelly Finnegan was great. Honest Money Update. Ladies and gentlemen, you have got to stand up against H.R. 8404. The vote, they say, is today in the House. And we know that several members in the House 
who voted for it the first time this time are saying, okay, we're not voting for it. Religious uh, protections are not there. It really throws everybody into the bus. It suggests that the federal government has authority over the states that there's no constitutional authority or provision for. It is disaster. So we talked about that, and we highlight and urge you to call your members of the House immediately. We also talked about just 8% of Americans have a positive view of cryptocurrencies. So I've been telling people, don't dip your toe in the crypto for quite some time. And my message is resonating. And the folks that want to move you to a digital fiat currency, their message is failing, just so you know. We also talked about the economists saying housing sessions already arrived. Housing recession, sorry, has already arrived. 270,000 people who bought homes in 2022, they're already upside down underwater in their mortgages. It is just crazy. Liberal media shutting down operations, laying off staff. How do you like the economy now? How do you like Joe's economy now? Says another Joe, Joe Hoft. He's with the Gateway Pundit doing a great job. (laughs) Hey, I got good news, folks. You ready for it? Liberty Roundtable promoting God, family, and country. William F. Jasper, thenewamerican.com. So I was at the Red Pill Expo in Salt Lake City with, with Bill Jasper and many others. And uh, Bill, uh, you know, had me sit down and he did an interview with me uh, to promote in the New American Magazine online. So it's a video of me and uh, William Jasper uh, discussing uh, America, discussing why sheriffs aren't pushing back harder on election fraud, uh, discussing uh, what I think we ought to do about it and what the answers are, uh, etc. And you know my answers well, those of you who listen for a long time, uh, that we, the American people, have got to get behind our sheriffs. The sheriff's authority comes from their election uh, and their swearing in, their oath of office. But the power of the sheriff comes from we, the people. Anyway, I got a chance to sit down with William Jasper of The New American and discuss that in detail. And so he highlights Liberty Roundtable Live promoting God, family, and country. Go check out that video. Pretty good stuff. Bill did a great job, and I really appreciate uh, the friendship of the John Birch Society. They're great people. Many people are afraid of them. They back away thinking, oh, my gosh, these guys are kooky. I disagree a 1,000%. That's just a lie, the dishonest, the satanic perception that the mainstream press has pushed since the 60s. But the John Birch Society, dear friends of mine, solid as a rock, the New American Magazine, incredible truth-telling stories. They've been doing it for as long as I've been alive, folks, and that's 55 years. They were actually doing it longer than that, so they've been at it 60-plus years. And you know what? Good for them. Good for Bill Jasper. Uh, good for all the different people involved. And they're just they're just class, classy, wonderful people, class-act folks. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, it looks like Joe Biden renews his call for assault weapons ban. Uh, did you guys hear that? Uh, the lame duck session is going to be a doozy, folks. It's going to get out of control. They're trying to kick it off with this H.R. 8404 stuff. We can't let them get away with that, folks. We cannot let that happen. Okay? We have got to push back harder. Okay? Uh, I don't really know how to say it any any better than that. Uh, but James uh, Edwards is with me now. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Sam, it's great to be back. How are you doing? And an early Merry Christmas to you, brother. Thank you. It's going well. And a Merry Christmas to you and your family coming up as well. Uh, Joe Biden, I guess, is now pushing his assault weapons ban. And I just put a soundbite in there for uh, our producers 
Joe Biden renews call for assault weapons ban. Uh, tell me when you have that, and we'll play that in just a second. But there, I'm mentioning that this uh, H.R. 8404, the Disrespect for Marriage Act, is their kickoff vote today as they use the lame duck session to push everything they possibly can through. We'll get to your comments in a second on that, James. But I'm telling you right now, here's Joe's kickoff. Not only are they going to push the Disrespect for Marriage Act 8404 through, they're going to try to push for gun control. And here's Joe's leadership comments. Even as our work continues to limit the number of bullets can be in a cartridge, the type of weapon that can be purchased and sold, the attempt to ban assault weapons, a whole range of things that are just common sense, just simple common sense. But, you know, uh, we did it before. You may remember in the 90s we did it to help the very people in here led by Speaker Pelosi in the House and many others. And we did it, and guess what? It worked. The number of violent and mass murders reduced were significant. A lot of people's lives were saved. You know, uh, and we can do it again. All right, there you have it, James Edwards. There's Joe Biden. He's literally trying to kick off gun control and the disrespect for marriage, Act. Those are the two volleys they've shot across your bow, sir. When I say you, I mean we the American people, right? And it's two terrible things, and those are the types of things that you would expect to come from his administration. And I guess they're a little bit emboldened now that they did eke out a one-seat win there in the Senate. And that does give them a little bit more leverage. They will be able to sort of uh, guide the committees now. But uh, this is what half the country voted for, Sam, and this is why I said, and this has been a common theme now in some of our recent appearances with you, uh, that I've made on this program, is that I I think that half of America is – involved in an irreconcilable marriage with the other half that is never going to go back these two issues right here just go to the core of the nuclear family the ability to defend your family we'll get to guns in just a moment but this thing with the with the marriage act you know striking at the foundation of civilization a healthy family a god-ordained family man and woman uh, celebrating this perversion pushing this perversion on a once christian nation is is something that uh, we should obviously push back against but the situation with the guns i mean that has always been even when i was a teenager even before i became involved in politics and knowledgeable even a little i i i, I looked at these issues and i'm thinking okay well let's just let's just think about this rationally and i don't see how anybody can't see this clearly if you have somebody who is capable of committing murder or rape or some sort of a heinous crime, and if they have that in them, and if they have the ability to do that, do you think that adding some extra law on the book, one of dozens, to make it a little bit more difficult to purchase a firearm legally is going to deter that person? No, of course not. The only people gun control legislation uh, deters are law-abiding citizens who don't want to go through the rigors of getting something done. Those are the only ones that are going to be deterred by extra laws. People who have it in them to commit heinous crimes are going to commit those crimes no matter what. And they will always be able to find a weapon. You will always be able to find a weapon on the street. You know, these laws only deter law-abiding citizens. And 
if we know that to be the case, as I believe it to be, then why are they doing this? Why would they want to disarm Americans? Why would they want to make it more difficult for law-abiding Americans to get a gun? I mean, where have we seen this before throughout history? When you have a left-wing government that wants to disarm the population, what do you think they have in mind, Sam? Why would they want to do that for? The only reason I can think of it is because then they can have their way. They can force things down your throat. You don't have any ability to fight back or stop. They can use the police state. They can force you to go along with their agenda. They can turn you into a serf. They can, when I mean, it goes on and on. That's it. The other question that I would ask in addition to that, though, is why would they want to arm governments? See, understand, they're arming even the education department now. They're arming every government entity, if you will, and disarming the people. Why would they disarm the people is a great question. But why would they then arm themselves is another great question. Same answer. Well, and you, right? you heard Joe Biden the other day uh, taunting, I guess, sort of imaginary militia groups. I mean, and there are some people that are out there doing training and survivalist-style preparation, and I think that's good. I think everybody should, should uh, know what to happen if the you-know-what hits the fan, if the grid goes out, if something happens, if uh, – you have an economic collapse and there's anarchy on the street. I think it is very good for people to be proficient with firearms and to have survival-style training. I mean, not because you're planning to overthrow the government, which is their sort of fetish-like fantasy, uh, the left or the left, but to protect your family. And, and, and for when the day comes when the government, you know, I say this almost jokingly, can't protect you. And there's not a, enough law enforcement in the country to provide 24-hour protection to every citizen. I mean, you know that, even in big cities. And not only that, we you hope know, there never becomes that many either. Well, that's right. But, I mean, you know, the, the, the idea that the government and that the Army and that law enforcement can police this entire nation, this vast, sprawling, you know, thousands and thousands of miles from coast to coast, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of people. I mean, it just it, it can't be done. So you need to be proficient. And you need to be able to prepare your uh, prepare uh, to protect yourself if the situation should arise. But no, I mean that's that's one of the things that has been so unique about the American experiment is that we we did have. I mean that that is that's why it's the First Amendment, uh, and that's why as Admiral Yamamoto said uh, on the the eve of the war in the Pacific that you know America, how can you take America when there is. Uh, a citizen with a rifle behind every blade of grass. And that is what's kept us safe from enemies foreign and domestic. And let me tell you something. We have some domestic enemies now, and they're not on the right. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds. James Edwards, thepoliticalcessful.org. And yours truly continue in seconds on your radio. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. 
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Ladies and gentlemen, James Edwards and Sam Bushman on your radio. James Edwards, incredible talk show host every Saturday night. They do it right. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. On demand anytime you like. ThePoliticalCesspool.org. Hey, we're going to have to ride like the wind to deal with this uh, lame duck session, James. <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was a slow news week, Sam, after what with last week's Media manufactured crisis over Kanye Dude, you're West on the radio and Alex Sam Jones. Bushman. Come on now. I, I, I then I, I look at your <laughs> your notes every day at LibertyRoundtable.com. I was like, man, you know, there's no shortage of news for Sam to cover. I mean, dozens of stories every hour. It seems that's how we roll, buddy. And the lame duck session is going to be serious. They're going to push for gun control. They're going to push for perverted marriage. What else do you think they're going to push for? Any other ideas? Oh my goodness. Let's see. What can they do? Uh, Climate change. Those are those are two climate big ones. Change. Those are two big climate ones. Change. Climate change. Climate <laughs> change. <laughs> there we go. Climate. <laughs> so, uh, a little voice, my uh, Jiminy Cricket in my subconscious tells me climate change. Maybe. <laughs> what do you think? I'm just saying these nutcases are going to push for climate change discussions. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but uh, Greta Thunberg went too crazy, uh, and so they're deciding that they're going to you know hitch their wagon to a different person now. She's just. A little too crazy extreme. But they're literally filing lawsuits well, all around the world over climate change now. Teenagers. That's just, I, I should say, <laughs> I got to say this about about her, you know, and God bless her. But the this just goes to show, again, the power of the media and the power to shape narratives and the manipulation of who's an expert and who's not. I mean, Greta Thur Thunberg, you know, obviously uh, has a disability. And how did she become, at the tender age of her mid-teens, you know, the global authority on climate change? As you said, they might be dropping her off a little bit now, but they, I mean, they totally, totally manufactured her into some sort of a voice of conscience or a voice of uh, expertise on this issue. I, it just that that that's just entirely grotesque. I wish her nothing but the best and well and good health and all of that. But the the fact that the media could have ever turned her into somebody that you know the general public ought to go to. Uh, to get their talking points or thoughts set straight on this issue just goes to show the power of our criminally corrupt media. The other interesting thing is guys like me would like to interview people like Greta and ask them serious questions. You know, if you go to the doctor, um, are, you, are they going to use uh, electricity in your um, wellness plan, Greta? And if that's the case, are you against electricity entirely or just, you know, how do you propose we move forward in meaningful ways? 
And don't tell me solar panels and wind turbines. They have their own problems. The manufacturing and the discarding of those things are environmental disasters. Uh, the wind turbines, for example, cause problems for the birds. And, you know, I mean, which environmentalist do you want to offend next is kind of the point. Uh, and, and so, you know, where do we go with this? The problem that I have with the climate change people is, you know what? I believe in cleaner energy. I believe in less pollution to the world in general. I believe God gave us the earth and said, look, you guys need to be good stewards of the earth, care for it and take care of it. I, I believe that in general. The problem that I'm having is with their government controls and with their no win statements. In other words, how can I exist with my family with their plans? I mean, I've got eight children. They would say, first off, you can't make too many babies like that, Sam. And my response is, but my God said, multiply and replenish the earth. And that hasn't been rescinded, folks. So am I going to obey the Greta or God? See, um, we're kind of faced with that reality. And I bring that up because I really think that's that's where they're going to push. They're going to push on um, the virus, whatever the case be. They're going to push on climate change. They're going to push on gun control. They're gonna, I also think they're going to push for more dishonest money. I don't know if you know, but just eight people. I'm sorry, 8% of Americans believe in cryptocurrency. Uh, they think it's a good positive thing now. But now your government's trying to double down into cryptocurrency. And then they're going to eliminate all others because the government doesn't like money competition. So I don't know if they're going to do something about that. Uh, it's, it's interesting to kind of contemplate what will the lame duck session hold in your mind, Jay or James? Uh, it can hold all of that and, and more. Probably our worst nightmare. They do like to sneak things in right before... A deadline. Uh, and I, I want to go back very quickly to talk about the climate change issue that you brought up, because I, I don't like that, you, you know, this. if you want to get into the left-right paradigm, I mean, we're considered to be on the right and uh, they on the left, and, and, and that's fine. I mean, I, we can use that for people who understand it that way. I, I don't like that the issue of environmentalism necessarily has been ceded to the left. Well, if you're in favor of preserving what God gave us, our natural resources, then you're some sort of a leftist. I, I, don't, I think that there's a very conservative position to... Uh, conserve our environment and uh, as you said to be good stewards of the the world that god gave us uh and i don't like just wanton uh, destruction and tacky strip malls and things like that i mean there should be a guided plan but what the left is is trying to do is obviously just you know shake down the world you know it's, it's just junk science and that there you know again there there is no consensus on all of this i mean obviously Christian scientists and uh, people who who are, you are engaged in these fields from a from a, a Christ-centered perspective are completely shut out of uh, the consensus forming that takes place, and you just have shakedowns basically for their programs, like this new green deal. We're going to say it's for the environment, so we can shake down and, and, and fund all of our pet projects. And so I I, I don't like that. Uh, if, if people talk about preserving the environment, that there's a knee-jerk reaction to believe that that's a, a left-wing perspective. We should be, as Christians and as conservatives, good stewards of, of, of our resources and, uh, and, and take back that issue, I think, without it going into this climate change, which I do not at all believe in. I mean, you can get into sunspots. You can get into a lot of things that debunk that. But again, of course, Sam, they're the gatekeepers of, of the, the media. Of the truth so teller, of They the all truth, speak yeah. with that's one voice, one narrative, and, and so that doesn't ever break through, really. But I reject that I'm even right, though, James. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and people can get into that. But yeah, I I don't know how I'm really right necessarily. Uh, I'm I look at it more of a godly view. I try to obey God on principles, and that's kind of where I stand. And I don't really know much about the right and the left paradigm. But I will say this: here's the latest headline from MSN. L.A. County, 
facing a full-blown coronavirus surge as cases double death counts rise. That's what they're leading into right now, James. This is why, Sam, you should not take anything they say about climate change seriously because we saw how, just again, you know, I, I say criminally corrupt that the medical fields are, that the, the, the so-called scientific fields are. You will never hear one of these establishment organs, whether it be science, medicine, and then you can get into academia and, and even the churches now and a lot of it, even these institutions, they all float along with the prevailing narrative. And we saw this last year, a couple of years ago, I guess, and I brought up this example before, but you had one uh, medical expert after another, I mean, in, in official governmental capacity saying that, well, of course you shouldn't go to a Donald Trump rally. This is in 2020 because th those are super spreader events. And then these very same people would say at any of the George Floyd riots that were going on, you had just masses of humanity, throngs of thousands upon thousands of people on top of one another without masks, marching through the streets, doing this destruction. And they said, no, no, we don't believe that, you know, it, it, that, that was a safe event. They really said that it was just that open and shut in your face. And so for that reason alone, these people, these so-called experts, these uh, organizations will always trim their sails to fit with the narrative. And so going back to, to this super spreading thing, I saw, I don't believe it a bit. Uh, the flu, there was basically just no recorded documented cases of the flu two years ago. Uh, and now they're saying there's a, what do they call it? A, it's a trifecta, a, like a James. trifecta, yes, a trifecta of, of things coming. You got the flu now. You got Corona coming back. Somebody's, oh, I'm so scared. The the beds are full in the hospital. A lot of times that just wasn't true. Even when they were saying it a couple of years ago, they're going to try to resuscitate this. I don't think it's going to stick this time. I mean, Americans are just really beyond that. But um, we'll see, and they'll try, and whatever they can do to take away freedoms and to further curtail our liberties. And man, I am telling you what, Sam. There was a lot of pressure. And to anybody who made the decision, for whatever reason, you had to keep a job. I'm not judging you. You have to do what you have to do. It's an individual's decision. But I am so glad uh, I never did submit uh, to to getting any of those vaccines and, and, and none for my family. Uh, that That is a decision that was um, – that we stuck to, and it, it, it wasn't the easiest, but we had a little bit easier because we homeschool, and my wife is a stay-at-home mom and things like that. But, uh, no, I mean, that's it, it's you've seen a lot of sudden death headlines uh, from people that Amen to be that. suddenly dying. And we you know. had, uh, there was a doctor, I can't remember her name now, but she did a broadcast, and she came up with a new term that I thought was fantastic. She says, don't take the quack scenes. Yeah, uh, you ever heard of that? That's right. Scenes? Well, that's another thing. Well, that's a, no, I haven't heard that, but that's a, that's a, that's catchy and it's suitable. But there was a lot of doctors with a lot of credentials that came out and tried to push back on this narrative. I mean, not quacks, but people that had every bit as much training and in, in, in credentials and degrees and letters after their names. And you never heard any of them on the news. You heard them on places like this, the alternative news media, which is taking center stage, thanks to Sam Bushman. But you never heard them get a word in with the uh, with the controlled press. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Elon Musk and Twitter in seconds on your radio.
listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Idaho police on Wednesday released a description of a car that was in the area of the house where four University of Idaho students were brutally murdered three weeks ago. In a Facebook post Wednesday, police posted pictures of a white 2011-2013 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra as the car they are looking for. The vehicle has unknown license plates. U.S. officials are announcing Brittany Griner is no longer in Russia. The WNBA basketball player was released Thursday in a one-for-one prisoner swap for international arms dealer Victor Bout. The one-for-one exchange took place Thursday in the United Arab Emirates. From open borders to the failed Afghanistan withdrawal, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on Newsmax overnight says Republicans will hold people accountable in the Biden administration through the Oversight Committee next term. On January 3rd, we'll find out if a California Republican will become Speaker of the House. In the last two um, elections, the only Republican entity to win is the House. Our goal was to stop the Biden agenda, win the majority, and fire Nancy Pelosi. We just achieved all that. What we really need to do is find a way that we all come together. The House is set to give final approval today for legislation protecting same-sex marriages in federal law. President Biden backs the bill and said he will promptly and proudly sign it into law. Authorities in Iran executed a man in connection with protests against the country's ruling party on Thursday. It's believed to be the first person executed in response to the protests, which were triggered by a September 16th murder of a woman in police custody. Her offense was not wearing a head covering properly. Human rights activists are reporting at least 475 protesters have been killed, and 18,000-plus have been detained in the unrest in Iran. USA Radio News. And if you're one of those companies that stayed open during COVID, I have some great news for you. Government funds are available to reward companies who stayed open during that challenging time. It's not a loan. You don't have to pay it back. Your hard work to stay open could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at refundsasap.com. That's refundsasap.com. You heard that right. Up to $26,000 per employee. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the tax experts at refundsasap.com. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work. Then they share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans. If you have five or more employees, let refundsasap.com help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit refundsasap.com, refundsasap.com. Live and on your radio, James Edwards, Sam Bushman. I'm back on Twitter, James. Let me tell you a quick story and then your take. So they took me off Twitter on Liberty Roundtable Live and Liberty News Radio, two of my Twitter feeds. Uh, And they took me down. Uh, Why do I have two feeds? One because one's for the radio show. The other one's for the radio network. And they took them both down because they both shared a statement that said, hey, you know what? Uh, An Israel uh, large news media outlet, or an Israeli, I should say, uh, along with LifeSite News, both talked about, hey, you know what? In um, Israel, this was a year plus ago. Uh, that more deaths were from the vaccines than from the COVID itself. 
And they took me down. Twitter took me down over it and beat me up. And they said, Sam, if you take your story down, we'll put you back up. You can't tell COVID lies. And I wouldn't take it down because I said, you know what? I'm not going to take that down. I just won't. It's not a lie. Look, I quoted legitimate sources. You can debate the, the, the information if you want to. But you can't debate that, you know what, it's put forward by legitimate news organizations. And, and I simply, you know, told you they had that story kind of a deal. And they still wouldn't put me up, wouldn't put me up. So I stayed shut down on Twitter for a long time. Uh, comment on that first, James. Then I'll tell you what I did and why. Well, I got to find you. Uh, I got to find you now that you're back. Uh, first of all, it's not uncommon at all for an individual to have an account and then the company that he's associated with, or in this case, the program or the network to have an account. I mean, that is very common practice, so that shouldn't have been done. Uh, but yeah, I am seeing now, and by the way, welcome back. I am seeing that it is true that since Elon Musk's so-called or purported amnesty about a week ago that a lot of old familiar faces have returned to the platform or have been allowed to return, whereas they were previously otherwise banned. I'm looking at Roger Stone's profile right now, and I have picked up several hundred followers that had been banned within the last few days. So that that's good. I'm glad that he's doing that. I mean, Elon Musk has kind of been operating in fits and starts. It looked at first he was going to kind of sag back after he took over and work with some of the premier censors of our time, like the ADL, and then the ADL tried to go after all of his advertisers anyway, so he bounced back and he brought back Kanye West. Now Kanye's banned again, but a lot of other people are coming back. So it's I think he's still trying to uh, get his feel for how this is going to go. But right now it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good things are happening on Twitter, and this is more evidence of that. All right, so the reason that I uh, am back up on Twitter, I waited, waited, waited when Elon Musk took over to see what he would do. And he said he granted, granted amnesty to a bunch of people and everything else. And so I thought, all right, if I just wait, he'll grant me amnesty and I'll be good, you know. I'll just be like an illegal Twitter user and, um, you know, grant amnesty to me and stuff like that. And I'll just be an illegal but yet approved, you know, kind of a, what do they call that? A, um, these cities that just allow all the illegals, what's it called? Amnesty. Uh, sanctuary cities. Sanctuary. I'll just be a sanctuary Twitter guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and, and well, so, you can pay eight dollars and get a blue check mark now. Yeah, there you go. I just pay, <laughs> even though my content's worth money to Elon to keep his organization afloat. He wants to charge me cash, but nevertheless. Uh, so I waited, and nothing happened. Donald got put on, and Donald said, "I'm not going to use Twitter and whatever." And you know, now different people are waiting to be put back up and et cetera. And nobody's been really put back up in mass like we thought. And so I waited and then I finally decided something. I decided, you know what? Why don't I take down that tweet? That tweet's a couple of years ago. Uh, it's already, uh, you know, everybody knows the truth now. It's not just Israel. People are dying even in America more because of vaccines than they are the COVID shot anyway. So people already know the truth. So I, I thought, you know what? Why don't I take it down? See if they'll put my feeds live. And I will give Elon Musk, a completely new owner, a chance to be honorable and not take me down. So I took down that simple tweet from both of them. Instantly, my site was back up. Or my Twitter feeds were back up. Uh, and I'm going to give Elon Musk a chance. Is he going to shut me down or is he going to keep me live? And it's not that I want to give up over that one tweet. It's not that I believe I was lying. But I believe a different owner deserves a different a new chance kind of a thing. So I took down that singular post. I put up both my Twitter feeds, and I'm going to uh, see how Elon handles it. Does he shut me down eventually, or do I stay live is the question. James? I think you'll stay. I think you'll stay this time. We'll see. Uh, but I'll, I'll go on the record and say that 
Now, don't go out of your way to try to get banned, of course, <laughs> but I think you'll stay. So I kind of think about that and think, don't you think that it, it makes sense, though, to take that down and then just give Elon another chance? Yeah, I think I think you got the play out of it. Two years ago, let's let's start fresh. I think that's a tactful move. We need we, you, you do better reaching people however you can through whatever platform you can than not reaching them at all. So at the same time, you don't want to uh, pull your punches or anything like that or or uh, get into this thing. And I'm not talking about you, obviously, Sam, because I know you would never do that, but I'm talking about people in general. You don't want to get to a situation where you pull your punches or uh, you're basically just regurgitating establishment garbage in order to stay on somewhere. It's not worth that, but... Yeah, we need right. you there. I also we did something else I think you. is interesting. I jumped on Truth Social. Oh, okay. How'd that go? I've not done that. Well, I don't really know yet because it's early on, but it, the sign-up was easy. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. Um, they have kind of a different focus. You know, Twitter started out just kind of like, hey, what are you doing? That was the kind of the question. And whenever you tweeted, you were kind of, what are you doing? You'd answer that question, kind of an idea, right? And then it evolved into a news source. But, I mean, it started out, Twitter started out by 140 characters. What are you doing? And people would just post what they're doing right now, right? And then yeah, it became Pepsi. A, a news source. Right. And then it became a news source. And what are you doing kind of related to we want to know what celebrities are doing. So just so you know, the celebrity James Edwards is drinking a Pepsi, okay? Kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I would say, hey, going, to my wife, going with my wife to dinner or whatever. Well, the reason I'm bringing this up is not to focus on Twitter and that weird question that kind of seemed simple, but, you know, it was released a long time ago. Then it became a big news site because it was so quick to just send text wherever you were. You couldn't get a video out. You couldn't get big connectivity going on, but you could get out a little blip, a little tweet. And that's how it kind of grew and became what it is today. I bring that up because the Trump network, Truth Social, has kind of a different vibe. And that is you're supposed to post truths james now think about what that means i'm gonna i'm gonna highlight a couple of let's see if i can find this i'm gonna i'm gonna focus on a couple of my news headlines to give an example of what i would post and what i wouldn't guess brian russ kelly finnegan uh, they're on the radio with me today i would not post that on true social because it's not really a truth i mean i guess it's factual but it's it's not really posting a truth the vote on H.R. 8404 is today. Call your Congress members to vote no. Is a truth. It's an action item, James. Um, just 8% of Americans have a positive view of cryptocurrency now. That is a truth. You're letting people understand and know things of truth. Economists, the housing recession is already upon us. And then it says literally... 270,000 people who bought homes in 2022 are already upside down. That's a truth. Liberal media outlets are laying off staff and shutting down their services. It's a truth. And so it's based on this concept, James. I find that interesting when you look at your different headlines. Guess James Edwards. That's not really a truth per se. Anyway, uh, just thought I'd bring that to your attention. No, that's interesting. I mean, I think you're talking about what was originally supposed to be posted on these things of course now they're all used i mean truth social i guess is basically if you've been banned from twitter you don't want to go to gab this is just trump's uh you know club here and i'm not diminishing that i mean again wherever we can get the message out wherever we're going to get eyeballs that that's uh, that's a good thing but people are going to be posting sort of the same things there that they would they would have been posting on twitter 
Uh, if they had stayed there. Yeah, they are. But if you read all the feeds and stuff, it's a whole lot more news focused on truths uh, is the point. And so its origins are different. It doesn't have that 140 letter, you know, limit. I know Twitter kind of expanded beyond that now and everything else. But it's interesting to keep an eye on these new news services and sites. Well, I tell you as they develop uh, uh, to the point, uh, talking about the amnesty and truth, social and Twitter and all of that. Of course, uh, quite famously, Donald Trump was amnestied and brought back a couple of weeks ago by Elon Musk. After you know, can you imagine that? I mean, the sitting president—he was the sitting president when he was banned by Twitter back in 2020 at, at the late stages, you know, right after the election. And uh, now he's back, but he still hasn't posted. And now, if he's really going to run for president, he's going to have to get back on Twitter. I mean, it's just that's just where the game is being played right now. That's where he's got what? I mean, let me look over there. What eighty million followers, something like yeah, that? Yeah, he, something he crazy thinks his like holdout is gonna, you know, promote his service, and it may to some degree, but again, his service isn't ready for prime time. And I'll give you a quick example. Uh, Twitter has a incredible API, and it, it, for you people who aren't programmers, you don't know what that means, but it means there's this interface that that outside programs can talk to. Uh, it's true. Social doesn't have a solid API like that, which means you've got to just deal with true social on its own site you can't write tools that can delay posts and do all these cool things that you can on other services so even though true social is out even though it's growing even though it's neat even though it's good even though you're not likely to get kicked off it has not matured to the level of these other services not even close yet james and that's part of the reason that i'm keeping an eye on the ball on that man we're running out of time way too fast i'll be coming on that we'll come back we'll talk about australia We'll also talk about the Supreme Court. We'll do it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. 
The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, live and on your radio, James Edwards with me. Uh, so we're talking about this Twitter and uh, true social, and uh, I agree. If you know Donald Trump wants to be president, he's sure not uh, doing it like he did in 2016. He seems to be virtually silent, getting attacked from every side. Um, he needs to jump on Truth Social. He also needs to jump on Twitter and every other place he can possibly get support. James? Well, it's uh, sometimes when you... What's the old saying of from tragedy to farce? I I, I don't know the exact. Uh, I was trying to hastily look that up. But sometimes when something comes back around a second time, it appears as a farce. And I don't know the everything that made Trump so appealing to a lot of us back in 2015 and 16 just sort of seems a little tired now. And uh, I don't know if he's up for the fight. And I don't know what's really going on here. And um, you know, certainly, I if I if if my only choice is between a, a candidate who can inject a little chaos into this system that is absolutely just slowly but surely crushing any sense of the the Christian nation that we once had, as a, versus an establishment politician that's going to take us back into the traditional Republican versus Democrat sideshow then then i'm going to go with 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 trump but it it did it, a very different feel for this campaign than certainly there was in uh 2015 when he announced the first time so we'll see what happens and it's of course a very very early and very much a downtime and as i said between now and the election day in 2024 my god two full years we could be in a full-blown economic depression or world war nuclear war with russia it just a lot's going to happen between now and then so a lot of time for him to get his bearings, but definitely not a similar field to his previous campaign. Amen to that. All right. Looks like the United States is now planning a quote, broad increase of military presence in Australia, <laughs> wall street journal with the peace, James. And I look at this and I say, are you kidding me right now? Uh, war, war, war uh, on every side at every turn. Australia and the United States claim that because of the China concern, they've got to go ahead and have increased military presence, hardware, etc. in China. Or, uh, I'm sorry, in Australia. What do you say? Yep, well, this is uh, the GAE, as they call it, the Global American Empire, doing what empires do, overextending, overreaching, uh, not following the wise advice of uh, the father of the country, George Washington, when he advised us to stay out of these foreign entanglements. And, well, I mean, we're everywhere. We're everywhere, and we're there to stay. And we have bases all over the world, and we have this occupation-type force all over the world. And Americans hate it all over the world, and in many cases and in many instances for good reason. Not America, not Americans necessarily, but this, this uh, wide-reaching and overextended government of ours. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I pray we don't have more war, but I predict we're going to more war, and the Republicans pretend they're not for war when they run for office. But at the end of the day, let's see what the House does. Remember, the House controls the purse strings, folks. Yeah, no, so I'll be, I, that's right. Together, we can shut them all down. But if Republicans betray us, we're in trouble, James. Well, you mentioned the purse strings in the House. It'll be very, very interested. I am, I am very interested to see 
what the Republican-controlled House of Representatives does now with uh, regard to the continued funding of the situation in Ukraine. I mean, we don't have enough to build a border wall. That's what they all told us. We can't possibly defend our border. But I, I don't even know how many tens of billions of dollars have gone to Ukraine. And no accountability. How about audit Ukraine? How about audit Zelensky? Where, where exactly is this taxpayer money going to? Where exactly? I mean, I, I, I got to go back. I mean, it's like $100 billion now. Or is it more than that? Is it, are we getting close to a trillion? I mean, untold, untold. And, and for what? How and in, in what way is America's vital interest being imperiled over a regional conflict between Russia and a state, Ukraine, that's only existed for about, what, 25 years, something like that, uh, that was always a part of Russia before that, going back centuries. So how is it worth it to us to invest all of this treasure? What's going on here? And uh, Well, uh, and again, treasure we don't even have, have for point. that matter, James. Well, that's right. Yeah, you look at our, at our debt and everything else that's going on and money that that could be better spent on. Uh, rampant inflation, which is at this time of rampant historic inflation, and just families struggling to to fill up the car and buy groceries. I mean, I can feel the pinch on that. I mean, you know, se you know, seventy bucks to fill up the car. It was you know, twenty or thirty bucks when Trump left office. I mean, groceries out, uh, you know, fifty percent higher at least. And uh, we can't secure our border, but we can do this. I am very interested to go back to what I was saying before to see if the Republicans will get serious. And this would be a winning issue for them. This is actually an issue where they could separate themselves from the you know, the duopoly up there and cut off funding to Ukraine. Uh, it, it should have never been funded in the first place, regardless of who you think is right or wrong in that conflict. That's not America's battle. And I don't see how America is not a participant in this war, considering that this this conflict would have been over had it not been for America and NATO. But I repeat myself. In involvement in funding Ukraine. Let them sort it out. That's not our battle. That's not our interest. That That's an interest in, in a conflict between two regional entities over there. I would love to see the Republicans uh, cut off Zelensky. All right. There you have it. Uh, I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, there is a court case at the Supreme Court now. And, uh, producer, I have a, uh audio to play on this. It's from the Epic Times, and uh, our buddy over the Epic Times um, put this together to highlight the case. Let's go ahead and play that real quick, and then we'll, I'll explain and we'll talk about it. Nope, it's in your folder. Check it out. Uh, you can play it right now. It's the Epic Times. It's about this Supreme Court case. I've talked about this case. It's a guy by the name of Lloyd Brunson uh, and his brothers. Um, you do. I'll have to tell you the exact name here. This is going to take a bit here, folks. The video or the audio is in the test folder. It is called Supreme Court Case, Ways to Hear Brunson versus Alma, Case that Seeks to Overturn 2020 Election. Epic TV is where it's at, and here's the details. I want to talk to you about a very interesting case that's heading to the Supreme Court. I want to be clear about something. The Supreme Court has not yet affirmed that they will hear this case. This is the Brunson v. Alma case. This case is interesting because what it's basically arguing is that by not looking into allegations of election fraud, officials who voted to confirm the 2020 election essentially broke their oath in office if they're found guilty of having done that because this is a lawsuit against them. 
It would not only remove them from office, but it would make them ineligible for running for office at any level of the U.S. government ever again for the rest of their lives. And this includes Biden. This includes pretty much every single Democrat. This includes Kamala Harris. This even includes Mike Pence. All right, so there you have it. That's the summary from the Epic Times. It turns out Lloyd Brunson is with the Brunson brothers. The three guys that play trumpets is what they're known for. But they're also very political, and uh, Lloyd Brunson happens to be from Utah, happens to be a friend of mine, and they've got this lawsuit before the Supreme Court on January the 6th. It's supposed to have a conference. We don't know if they'll take it or what they're going to do with it, but it literally is already at the Supreme Court. James? Yes, uh, I hope, you know, I have a lot of hope for the Supreme Court. What we saw out of uh, the, the court uh, going back to the overturning of uh, legalized infanticide, Roe versus Wade, uh, was, I mean, obviously historic. I, I hate that the Republicans colluded with the Democrats to pass what Former Congressman Steve King out of Iowa calls the Disrespect for Marriage Act, and basically he breaks it down as this. The proclivities of the most perverted state are automatically codified in every state, and that, that's, that's a good way to put it, and that's going to Joe Biden's desk, by the way. So I was hoping that the Supreme Court would have a chance to weigh in on that. They said that they might or they could have taken a look at uh, uh, the law that made so-called homosexual marriage uh, up to and equal to uh, God-ordained marriage, but th this passage of uh, the homosexual marriage bill will be proudly signed into law by Joe Biden. It sums up where we're at today in American politics, Sam. Uh, the bill passed the House 258 to 169, and um, the bill got support from 39 Republicans, and in the Senate it passed 61 to 36 with support from a dozen Republicans. So every single House and Senate Democrat voted to codify so-called homosexual marriage into federal law. The only reason this happened is because Democrats control Congress. Now, similarly, every single House and Senate Democrat has voted to support every single arms package sent to Ukraine. The Democrats are, are part of this uh, endless war, uh, you know, push for endless war, perpetual war for perpetual peace type of thing. That was Smedley Butler. But I, anyway, back to your, your, your question and comment, the topic at hand. I would have liked to have seen the Supreme Court get their hand on this, but uh, once again, uh, the will of the people has been circumvented by a, a corrupt government. And I tell people not to get their hopes up, but the interesting thing about this case, James, is it's not just about is there election fraud, can you prove it? The point in this case is simply this. When there's 100 Congress members who had evidence of election concerns, by law they have a 10-day window that they are supposed to investigate this. Congress failed. Uh, the point is they were violating their oaths of office. They needed to investigate, and they refused. That's the core of this case. A little bit different. I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope because I don't trust our corrupt government. But I will say this. At least it's a different approach that we haven't seen yet. It's not an affront to the Constitution to use constitutional safeguards to ensure that an election has been legitimately administered. I, I, I can't be any more clear than that. And I, I, I do wonder. I, I know a lot of people were just sort of swept up into, hey, the crowd's going this way. Let me walk in and see what's going on in here in the Capitol, not knowing that that's like a, a death sentence for you to walk into your own public building. Uh, I, I, I wonder, though, because there was so much talk about there going to be some sort of a look-see into all of this, uh, all these accusations of, of uh, voter impropriety. And then after what happened at the Capitol on January 6th happened, everybody just 
you know, folded. I mean, it was okay. So because people walked into the Capitol, that invalidates the the quest to get to the bottom of the truth here. I, I never did understand why they abandoned their pursuit or what they said they were going to do that day. Uh, as a result of what happened at the Capitol, it was almost as if, wow, that must have almost been planned to give them an out. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's purely speculative. But anyway, um, you know, hope springs eternal. We'll see. There you have it. I don't know what what to think at the end of the day, but I thought some of these topics were worthy of discussion, especially the lame duck session. I'm telling you right now, folks, this Christmas, and you better keep an eye on the ball. Well, we hey, have a lot hey, better luck it. after the Republicans take the helm. I doubt it, but only time will tell, James. Well, you know, it, you keep bringing up the lame duck, and it's important because what happens in lame ducks, you got and, and this is what happened here with this homosexual uh, marriage law that's going to get codified, is that you got, what's important about a lame duck is you got a lot of Republicans who aren't seeking re-election. And so they're just going over, and, and they're doing the dark side. They're paying back the establishment. They're doing, you know, getting whatever favors and whatever bribes. And again, you know, I, I'm guessing here, but... You do have a lot of Republicans that are on their way out, not seeking re-election, retiring, or have already been voted out, and they're voting for this because they still vote until the new Congress gets seated, you know. So just because the election's over doesn't mean that they're not still voting until uh, the new Congress is seated in January. They are, and a lot of them are going the opposite way now because they have nothing left to stay in line for. So very Amen to that. Lame duck gives Prayers you. are with. We can stand for truth, ladies and gentlemen. James Edwards, ThePoliticalCessPool.org. Uh, award-winning broadcast coming up this Saturday night. He gets into Christmas big time, folks. We're going to start our Christmas promo- <laughs> promotion and involvement as well. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we better keep an eye on the ball is my only statement. Call your congressmen and senators and reject the Perverted Marriage Act today. And we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.